Ladies and gentlemen, good day and welcome again to Pangea Talks, our CEO series, where we feature conversations with some of the world's most innovative CEOs, some of whom are Canadian, that are changing the world. Joining us today is the CEO of Jamstack, Chris Prendergast. Chris, welcome to the call. Before I jump into the conversation today, I want to share with the audience a little bit about who you are and some of the incredible things you've been up to leading up to your your work at Jamstack and the vision that you have for it. Uh, Chris is a, a, has a multidisciplinary background, uh, which started out studying engineering and physics, or engineering physics rather, and then he moved into innovation and education as a certified teacher. He's now fully dedicated to improving the user experience with music technology. During this time as a, a professional musician, Chris became personally frustrated with his music gear, which set him on a path to found Jamstack, a company which is changing how music is played, collaborated, and shared. Chris, welcome to Pangea Talks. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. Yeah, you know, it's uh, some incredible work that your team is doing. We're actually at Pangea fascinated by some of this uh, uh, remarkable work that you have created, you have uh, innovated. And, you know, as we get into the conversation, you're actually, the, the Jamstack uh, product is actually in, in, uh, in the same manufacturing areas that uh, some Apple products are in. So that'll be a really fascinating story for you to get into later on in the conversation for folks to, to learn from you. But I am a curious, uh, and I'm sure many folks in the audience are curious, what is a Jamstack? Cool. Yeah. So the the co- actually the company in the uh, in our first product kind of share the share the name, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, we've been working on on two on two products. Um, one is a, a hardware smart amplifier, and I'll talk more about that. And then the other is a innovative uh, music streaming service where uh, you're stacking jams there too. Um, but yeah, initially our first product, the Jamstack One. Um, was a really different type of amplifier, primarily for the electric guitar. It attached onto the body of the instrument. It used your smartphone to process the audio and effects and allowed you to plug directly in for recording. And it was much, it was more like a, a Bluetooth speaker. So it was super versatile. You could sound like a Marshall, you could sound like a Fender, you could sound like whatever you wanted. And it was all optimized around uh, getting going really quickly um, when you're you know, inspired and not having to deal with all of the the mess and stuff. So that's where the initial idea came from. The vision's grown a lot. We've got second generation amp, which is much more complex and we can get into all the fun things it can do. And we're also making uh, streaming software now um, to change how uh, how music streaming happens as well. So. Uh, massive ambitious plans by the sounds of it, a streaming platform. I'm sure you're catching the attention of uh, Apple and Google and all the the big names uh, out there with even Amazon with their streaming services. So I'm sure at some point in this conversation, we'll probably hint at uh, some of the fun conversations that are going on with partnerships uh, down the road for you. Um, One of the key things I wanted to really understand uh, and as um, as a family office, when we look at uh, allocating funds and partnering with what we deem to be successful Canadian companies, we we all we always start with with the why, and we wanted to really understand from you uh, before we get too much into the why. Uh, is you know you 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 said it was frustrating for you as a musician. 
Let's talk about that frustration a little and then we get into the big why, why Jamstack is important to you. But what was the frustration? Yeah, there's a number of them. And I, I sp talking first about the hardware. So uh, playing music, playing guitar, specifically lead guitar player, very important to me. However, getting started and doing all of the fun, rich things that I wanted to do was a huge pain. Like you've got it, there's six or seven pieces of gear you've got to put together if you want to, you know, loop, record, even just play along to music, you know, experiment with different sounds. Um, and I knew that it didn't have to be this way. I knew that, that that was just kind of the way the industry had gone and that they weren't interested in, in doing something different. So I started to become obsessed with like, what would an, an ideal process and ideal experience be? Because I knew that when I, I got there, that it would change my behavior. And I also knew that all of my friends in my network, this is going back a long time, were having these same problems. And I knew that they would play more and people that just weren't willing or didn't have the, the money um, to and, and experience to make all of this happen would do it more often. And that would really change things. So that that was super, super important. Um, people maybe people don't, listening who aren't guitar players or play, play an instrument may, may not know, but like, You've got to drag out a heavy amplifier, then you've got, you know, a pedal for each sound you want to make. And if you want to record, you've got a, a expensive interface, you've got your laptop and you've got cables running everywhere. If you want to play along to music, you can't play through your amplifier. You have to get your stereo system involved and then good luck getting, you know, the tracks without the layer that you're interested in. Um, it's just, it's really silly and people are busy. And so that became really, really, really uh, personally important to me to change that because I wanted to play more and and you know uh, I, I didn't have the time to dedicate my entire life to making that happen and then on the software side which is also super important to me is I did I was a professional musician and I got to play with multi-tracks which means you have every layer uh, every instrument one by one and it, it, it was so incredibly fun and powerful and I realized you don't have to be a professional musician to use and enjoy music this way. Um, I knew that people that were just starting or you know were more intermediate were, would, would love the ability to, to play with, with these things and would learn so much. And then that was a real shame. It was a real shame that that was only happening with a very, very small percentage. I also knew that like myself and my friends, we had ideas that we had recorded, you know, and they were just sitting there rotting on hard drives. They weren't doing anything. So, and I, and again, that was a shame. It was all, to me, it was all, there was so much talent, so much interest, and there was all this friction, all this friction for, for collaboration, for playing, for getting inspired. And, and someone had to just dedicate uh, uh, time and the technology to remove all those friction points and when that happened it's going to change things and we can talk more about that thank you for sharing that i wanted to do something really fun that you would know as well as the next uh either professional musician or even someone who's uh who's just you know in their basement uh with their axe and they're they're grinding out some tunes that you know they're that they're inspired by so I want to do something really neat with you. I want to go through a quick, uh, and because you know we, we take care of wealth here at the, under the Pangea family banner. Um, you talked about the different elements 
like the pedals, you talked about the stereo, you talked about the amp, you talked about all these different pieces of equipment. Can we do something really fun with you right now? Because you know it top of mind. Can we just, uh, for the sake of this experience, have you just go through in your mind uh, and even like with your fingers say, you know, I have to purchase a pedal, which is X number of dollars. I've got to purchase an amp, which is X and a stereo. And, and I just want to have our audience really get a sense as to what was going on before Jamstack. Sure. Yeah, so an amp, uh, an amplifier, uh, they range a lot. Um, but you know, if you want something that sounds decent, you're into three, four hundred dollars. You know, minimum, minimum. Uh, a, a good pedal, an analog pedal, is about one hundred and fifty dollars. And there's uh, a lot of differences in them. So if you if you're trying to sound like something you heard on the radio, chances are, you're, um, you know, you're, you're into ten pedals before you're really flexible in how you can even sound. Um, an amp also not being versatile. So if you really wanted to sound uh, like lots of musicians, you're into three, four amps there too. Then you've got a loop station. You know, you're into $400 there. There are some cheaper ones. Uh, if you a recording interface, you're not going to get that for under $200. And then of course there's your laptop. Um, there's um, your stereo system, of course, if you want to play along to music. So, and if it has to, you know, if you want to play loud, it's kind of, be able to do that um, and the source of the music itself. Um, and uh, I mean, and I'm sure there's more, but uh, you know, it gets really, and then you can buy um, um, kind of these pedal boards. There are a few thousand dollars that they do have several pedals built in. And that's cer certainly an improvement um, because, you know, if you have, if you go the traditional route, like every time you set up, you're like readjust your you've got like six or seven power points you you have to usually you have to buy a special power box to handle six or seven pedals to deliver the current that they need or you're or you're replacing nine volt batteries all the time like it's really silly um so. indeed and and uh, you know i'm you know my dad's uh uh a guitar player he does electrically acoustic uh he's on the keyboard as well and you know i can play a pretty mean Twinkle, twinkle, little star on the sixth string. <laughs> so, um, I, I know from being around, uh, you know, the music environment uh, and production music, uh, there are also the cables that we haven't even started to talk about that connect everything, which is another few hundred dollars in cables alone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you've got to be like, it's, there's so much like technical knowledge too. Like even if you like gave someone ten thousand dollars worth of gear and they're just getting started, like, you know, getting getting that routed understanding what how to set everything up it's a huge long learning process too yeah and and now you know as we talk through it and part of the reason i wanted to actually go down that path is um you know i want the folks around this call to really understand that you get it you live it like the frustration is real and it's not just you it's any other person that is in and around a music environment and folks who are just even uh, learning music for the first time, they'll start to experience some of this frustration. And Jamstack uh, has a solution. From that frustration, I guess, became your why. Um, let's talk a little bit more about why Jamstack is important to you. Yeah, so there's the there's the hardware product and in, in what I, again, unlocking the potential for, for people um, is really important. I mean, I wanted a product for myself. I think being your own customer is really, strong thing when you're starting off a business um and i've always had high expectations of the things that i use it's just very important to me that the things that are around me kind of work well and empower me and i and i was wanted to empower others 
On the software side, again, I, I think some of the most interesting things happening right now in music are collaborate, collaborations. It's still a big pain. It's getting better, but it's really hard uh, to make that happen. And it really, you've got to dedicate a whole day and people just don't always have that time. So I'm super excited to see more of that. I'm super excited to, to do that myself. I'm super excited to give these professional level experiences like great effects at, the, at, at your fingertips, looping, recording, um, multi-tracks, being able to access layers of songs. I know that that's going to change things for musicians and it's also going to create a whole bunch of fun music, um, you know, we, uh, interesting mixes of genres, of uh, professionals, of intermediates, um, all uh, all working together. and um, And yeah, I'm just really, I just really, really want to see that future. You know, you talked about the future and what better way to talk about uh, Jam Second. There's a few things I wanted to share back to you in the backdrop of this conversation being, of course, uh, uh, grumblings of a recession and all the other things in the big macroeconomy environment. But I also want to talk about some perspectives out there that suggest that even as we hear the grumblings of a recession, that um, there's actually a need uh, for the Jamstack solution because of something most folks listening would know called the creator economy. And I'll talk a little bit more about that as we, we get into the conversation, but I want to clear some space on this call for you to really uh, get into how Jamstack will change the world. And you talked a little bit, you just hinted at it about the two products that Jamstack has. You showed uh, the version one uh, on screen, and I'm sure folks uh, definitely want to see what version two looks like if you have one close by. And we'll talk about the software as well. But before I do that, I want to uh, talk about um, lead the next uh, segment of of how Jamstack will change the world with uh, a quote from an article uh, in uh, Music Magazine. It's written by Jonathan D. Kramer. He says that technology is ubiquitous, full stop. Technology, thus it's hardly surprising that it has a profound influence on the art of music in the 20th century. He says that it has altered how music is transmitted, preserved, heard, performed, and composed. Uh, less and less often do we hear musical sound that has not at some level been shaped by technology. Technology is involved in the reinforcement of concert halls, the recording and broadcasting of music, and the design and construction of even musical instruments. Uh, he goes on to give examples here about how many church organs, for example, use the synthesized or sample sounds rather than actual pipes. Instruments are now available that have um, have and what look like piano keyboards and make a sound like the piano timbers, but which are actually dedicated to digital synthesizers. Virtuoso performers whose instrument is the the, the turntable are now part of not only uh, the world of disco, but the world of concert music. Technology is changing the essence of music, uh, and although and, and and so many musicians are starting to really appreciate the extent of its influence. I want to let that be a segue to some of the. You know, I keep using the word incredible when I when I talk about Jamstack, and it's because maybe it's because I'm, I'm a bit of a novice when it comes to music, but I think what you're up to is incredible, uh, and maybe you can link the two thoughts from that quote to what's going on with Jamstack and your philosophy as a leader. Yeah, I, I think it really it's the it's the shift from analog to digital is 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 what 
And there's a lot of that. There's a lot of, so there's a lot of pieces to that. And it's, it's a lot, of, it's not as simple as it sounds, um, but it's profound. It's as profound as, you know, the difference between a, a record and an MP3 and what that did to how our, our consumption and access and to music. The same thing's happening with analog. Now, digital sounds, effects, um, and, you know, initially, had a bad rap for a bit because they were inferior right to the real thing the authentic you know circuits that we were that we're talking about and i have a lot of that gear of course um but but that's no longer the case is we're now finally at a place where the best ears in the planet cannot tell the difference between the algorithms and the analog um and that is filtering down into the consumers so that they can basically, it democratizes everything. It allows you to, you know, if you can't afford a $2,000 rack mounted, you know, piece of equipment, um, you don't need it anymore because algorithms are free, they're shareable. You can, well, not free, but they're, it, it doesn't, there's no cost uh, for delivery, I should say. Um, and uh, that's incredibly powerful. And what that means is that more people are gonna have access to that. More people are gonna make better music easier and you can just your the, your imagination is is the limit when you, when everything's digital you know you can save it you can share it you can have marketplaces for sound mar, for sounds um and we're really excited about all that stuff um specifically go ahead no go ahead sorry declan i can't no, after hear you. you yeah after you you had some specifics to share go ahead um, so, so you, so that's how I think that technology is going to change the world. How we're going to use that to change the world specifically, um, is again, multifaceted in the hardware and software. So on the hardware side, we've taken everything I just mentioned is all built into our Jamstack 2 amplifier, which I'll show you in a minute. Um, you can literally open it up and press a button and you can sound like whoever you want to. And that, and then the recording, the looping, all of that stuff—it's all possible. One device, you and your, and, and your smartphone, and you can text your friend a sound that you made, and they can open it up on their amp and experience that instantly. You can't—it's like, hey, I bought this really cool pedal, you know. You can come over to my house and you can borrow it sometime. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or you can just text a friend an entire setup that you that you made and that you're really excited about, and then they can have that experience instantly. That's the difference between analog and digital. And, and I think it's understated. Um, so you're gonna see more people um, playing more music in different environments. Okay, that's at, whether at parties, uh, buskers in the park. You know, we all are, are used to seeing the acoustic guitar at the campfire and, you know, the odd saxophone player in the subway. But our hardware is really gonna take people out of their basements and into the world um, playing and jamming and, and physically collaborating more often. On the software side, which again is a music streaming service in multi-track, is going to change the world in, uh, in, in a few different ways. So first of all, it it's likely going to change how you consume music. So where where you, we, we, we all kind of split our time between maybe like apps like TikTok and Instagram and, and Netflix, right? I would say Netflix is would be the analogy to like Spotify, Apple Music. 
um, which are not social, really at all. Um, there, I mean, they, there's a there's a slight attempt on on, the, on Spotify to be somewhat social, but they're not social platforms. But uh, but of course, and, and neither really is Netflix, um, but TikTok is, and that's what we're doing for uh, audio. So the ability to jump in, play along with your favorite creators that you know from YouTube or major media or people that you found on our platform. Um, your music IQ is going to change. I think the, the world in general, when you have the ability to, to, to listen to things and understand how um, layers of music make a composition, it's amazing how much more musical you become. And I think that people are going to become more, much more musical and more empowered and feel how like they have the confidence to participate in something that they may not dare have done previously. So those are two. Uh, and, and I will say one more point is we want to give musicians an option to, uh, to basically to grow a following without having to do all of the auxiliary things that you have to do as a musician. We talk more about that too. But those are the ways I think we're going to change the world in the short term. Yeah, it's really powerful and I'm moved by it. Uh, and as you keep talking about it, I am the type of person who likes to see things in action. So if you feel like uh, you are inspired that now is the right time to share some of this great stuff, I think folks would love to see it in action and uh, even see the software after we give the demo. I know you've got the Jamstack 2 uh, already attached to your guitar, which is on there right now. And it's already, uh, it's amazing. We'll talk about, pre like that's, that thing's already started to sell in pre-sale orders, but we'll get into details on that later. But, you you know, the stage is yours. Let's, uh, you know, let's walk, have you walk us through. Yeah, first of all, you can see how fast it is to get started. So I, I actually leave it on my guitar. And uh, you want to play along to something, right? I've uh, I've got my phone here. I'll show you how that works. And then um, I've got all these presets that I've kind of created on our control app, different piece of software. And you can just, you know, cycle through. Right, all on your fingertips, and changing all of those things is also 
uh, super effortless as well. So there's the jam stack. Uh, some things that some things I didn't uh, demonstrate. Um, there is it's also it has wireless technology as well. So if you um, if you're the type of person that wants to keep it on their desk, you can cast out to it using this little module here. Um, and it's super low latency. You can you can actually cast out to multiple units at the same time, which is really fun. And we uh, we sell other transmitters too. Like we have a TV transmitter, so you can actually integrate this into your home theater system. Another thing I didn't show is uh, you can plug your phone directly in. You can open up an app like TikTok. You can open up your camera app, whatever it is. And those premium effects, those pro level effects, you you know at the level of not being able to differentiate between analog. That's going right into your phone. So if you want to, like, and it's as fast as you can open up your camera app and plug in a lightning cable, you're gonna sound awesome. Like, like, like you, like you would have, you know, taken quite a long time to, you know, record that in a kind of a home studio type setting. So that's the Jamstack too, and there's more, but like that's that's the core. Listen, man, thank you for making me a believer. Thank you for. you know, reinforcing my message that even the, the even the hardware part of the technology is incredible. And I know we haven't gotten to the soft drawer yet, but you know, I, I saw you on there and I've heard it a couple of times before. And just at the click of a button to have the variation in the sound is just was just incredible to me because it was significantly distinctive or I could hear the distinction right away. Uh, when you did it. So I can imagine the folks who uh, are already purchasing the Jamstack 2 in pre-order state are just eager with anticipation to just unpack that and just have at it. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the other you know, I, I don't want to. I don't want to give away too much of the secret sauce. I know you've got a ton of the really neat things and the technology built in, and uh, I know there's only so much we can share um, on this call because it is proprietary. I mean, you have jam, the technology and the Jamstack uh, hardware trademarked, or uh, and you have some work going under um, the copyright uh, as well for some of the work you're doing in other parts of the business. So I don't want to share too much about the the. Um, the uh, the software, but would love to still give uh, the audience a peek at it and you know show them what it can do because you know uh, from what I'm aware of and what other relatively plugged in people in the industry uh, are saying about your software, this is going to revolutionize the way even creators make content. It's going to revolutionize the way people share and engage with music and to use your terminology it's gonna just explode the music IQ probably across the world as, as you're describing it. But would love to see the next uh, part of your um, your offering. This is my phone. Oh, wow. Okay, incredible. All right. Yeah, got I've it. just I've got my phone in my hand here. Got it. It's just an it, app that opens up. That's right. All right, brilliant. Okay. So um, this is, I'm gonna show you licensed music. Most of the music on this platform will be user generated in the future, but this is pre-launched, but this gives you we're launching with 20,000 of your uh, of the most popular um, songs uh, on day one. And you already so have uh, licensing agreements with these firms in place. Yeah, we've, oh, wow. we've figured okay. out all the hard stuff uh, with the licensing, same way that we we just tackled the, the hardware problems one at a time, right? And, and it is tricky. It's a tricky world, but uh, we've got that part figured out here. So this is the uh, the browsing experience. 
Um, there's a number of, you get a number of filters to choose from at the top here. And, um, of course it's based on what we know that you, uh, how you enjoy your music. But, uh, let's pause on Thunderstruck for a second. It's, it's a good one to demonstrate. The really fun ways that you can use multi-track streaming is you can find where a piece of music kind of starts and ends. So here, right here is where the bass kicks in for Thunderstruck. Right there. Mm -hmm. And with a single click, you can isolate that track. So this is only the bass guitar. Now this is a really simple bass line, but if you wanted to try and learn how a musician did something or appreciate what they did, it's really, really powerful. And it's the easiest, best way to do it. You can loop it, you can slow it down. And once you've figured it out, you can bring everything back and then take that away. So now you've got what you could call a smart backing track, um, or you could also refer to it as karaoke for musicians. So the, the vocal is there, so you're welcome to take that out, turn it down, sing along, turn the bass up, which is also really fun. Um, normally when you turn that, you know, the bass knob up on your car, you're turning the low frequencies up on the entire song, which means you're boosting the low end on the vocals and the drums and everything. But with this, you can actually just boost the things that you want to. And if you have a, a good stereo system, it sounds, it sounds really incredible. It just looks like this. You can see the level going up and down on that track. Mm -hmm. But here's where it becomes really powerful. So you click one button. I'm gonna remove the lead guitar from this piece of music. And then I'm gonna hit record. So you could choose to record your version of the solo, or you could rap, you could play the saxophone, violin, whatever sure. you wanna do. So let me get this right. You can actually remove one of the instruments and replace it with your own rendition of that instrument. That's right. Oh my goodness. That's right. And you, so you can create a custom mix, you can turn things up and down, you can delete tr tracks as you wish, and then you can record. And then that piece of content now, it gets redistributed, right? So now people can then go and say, wow, I really liked this Thunderstruck with um, this cool different solo on it, but I wanna change the drums. I wanna, I wanna, mm -hmm. I, I wanna try, I wanna use my electric drum kit or whatever. And then you can do that. And then it just becomes this kind of infinite cycle of consuming and enjoying, um, yeah, these kind of remixes. And of course you can start from absolutely nothing, right? You can just completely hit record and say like, this is an idea. You can upload stuff that you had 10 years ago, put it on there. And then now you've got a new piece of music. This is just me talking and then share that out into the world. Um, everything is saved in a playlist type format, it's kind of like a file storing system. So stuff that you're working on, stuff that you've published. So every time you go to someone's profile, it's like, wow, that bass player is really cool. I would love to hear more stuff that they've played on. You go to their profile and you can see all of their public playlists and you can enjoy more music from that person. The same way you, you expect to be able to do it on, you know, on YouTube.
So, Chris, it just occurs to me, sorry, to, to, to just uh, mm-hmm. in, in my excitement, I just have some thoughts here. So, which means that you can essentially, if you have friends from all over the world, you can essentially collab on a, yeah. essentially a global piece, but on one platform, which would be this. Absolutely. So, you can, you know, you make a thread, kind of like Instagram, where you kind of mm-hmm. say, pick a few buddies, say, hey, I just recorded this session. It's still in draft, but you can send it uh, directly into the platform and say, I love your opinion I'd love you to add something to this and you can just work on something effortlessly whenever you have time like you don't have to all be there at the same time and you can add pieces and it's just living it's a living breathing almost like a Google Doc right where you're collaborating on something and then publish it whenever you feel that you want to publish it um, it's a, imagine for like for teaching too. you know your, your teacher being able to say hey this is a wow. backing track in C uh, we just been working on our scale um, I'd love you to play along and send this back to me and then I'll give you and I can comment directly on the session and you can kind of just collaborate yeah, um, you know my mind is just exploding with ideas here like you talked about even vocals being removed and some of the more popular tracks out there uh, and folks who love to sing still having that ability to do it with the back the instruments in the back of the music uh, on the soundtrack and them adding the vocals I'm understanding that part correctly as well right yeah of course of course well, <laughs> <laughs> That's really cool. Karaoke is a huge market, and it's yeah. really fun. And and the ability for like, and there's the, t- the amount of talent out there in the world back then is is <laughs> unbelievable. Like there are vocalists on TikTok that have like you know a thousand followers that would make you cry. Like they're they're really really good. Um, and this is going to accelerate. Uh, I think them getting a following and getting getting noticed. I agree. Um, yeah. Wow. This is what I love about technology. You used the term earlier, democratizes access to uh, you know, these high barrier, uh, high barrier to entry environments, uh, i.e. cost in some cases, and specifically here, spending thousands of dollars to get you uh, what Jamstack can do. I think from the numbers you're talking about at a fraction of the cost. So, and, and that's not even the, big, the, the real value to me is while the barrier to entry is reduced, there's so much more value on the technology platform. This is this is really powerful. And um, <clears throat> they work together, I should mention. Okay, okay. You don't need to have a Jamstack piece of hardware to make this work. I want to make that clear. You could, you know, if you have a existing uh, um, home studio setup, use that. You can sing into your phone, you can use headphones. You can, there's a number of ways people are doing this already. Um, of course, if you have a Jamstack, it's the easiest, you know, possible way and the most, you know, you can literally just hit a button. You can also like if you're back into Thunderstruck, you can synchronize with that audio and basically with one button, your hardware now sounds exactly like that instrument did. So imagine, you know, you're a kid, you want to, you're learning Thunderstruck, you want to play along with one button, you mute it with another button you synchronize your guitar to sound like Malcolm Young from ACDC. So that's another reason, you know, you might want to use them together. Um, but again, they, you don't have to. It's just a, it's a really powerful experience because of course we control and can integrate both of those things together. Chris, as we talk about this, I wanted to just reference some of the data that I've uh, seen. Of course, I've got to pay attention to the business uh, environment uh, on our desk and, of course, make sure that we support uh, strong, successful Canadian businesses as well. 
Oh, at Pangea. So, uh, there's a, uh, an article out of um, uh, Variety magazine that uh, said that more than 50% of non-professional U.S. creators now monetize their content. And this information was um, uh, produced by an Adobe study. Uh, it was called the Future of Creativity Study. It was released in October of this year and examined how non-professional creators who engage in creative activities as a hobby or side pursuit uh, and this is in contrast to full-time creators, are monetizing their content. The study found that almost half of non-professional creators, about 48%, now earn money from their creative activities with higher percentages, get this, in Brazil at 59%, um, and of course the US uh, just over 50, Germany at 51, UK at 51, and South Korea at 51. And that's probably before them being aware of techno uh, the technology like Jamstack and the software that Jamstack is offering. Uh, I, I see you as an accelerator. I see the, the work that you're doing here really is going to explode that uh, creator economy as folks become more aware of what they can do with the Jamstack solution, both hardware and software, really. Yeah, let's, I mean, let's get that to 90%, right? I mean, there's no... <laughs> if you're talented... Sure. Um, and you, again, most people have jobs, they have a life, you know, but they're also very talented and, and and dedicating your life to being a musician is a huge risk and a huge amount of time but that doesn't mean you don't deserve to get paid for being great uh, and people enjoying your stuff it doesn't mean that you don't deserve a following and a platform that might allow you to bridge the gap between a side hustle and i and this is very close to me also because jamstack you know i had a full-time job i was feeding my family but and this was a side hustle until I was able to quit my job, and that and crowdfunding did that for us. Um, but the ability to give people who who sh, you know deserve to be professionals or being full time content creators, um, you know they need a platform for that. YouTube does a pretty good job. Um, it's still you know it's you gotta slog it out for a while before you know your AdSense are giving you enough money to like do this full time, and you know that's fine. Um, but we hope, yeah, like we hope that if you um, are providing meaningful, interesting audio content, getting tons of views, we're able to monetize that. We're going to make sure that uh, we pay those artists. And that's, of course, going to bring win-win for everybody. It's going to bring more people onto the platform. And it's, and, it's, and it's just fun. Like it's not, you know, the it's not uh, a ton of work. You're not setting up cameras and lights. You're not becoming a social social media manager. Uh, you know, you're not having to do all of these auxiliary things. You're just playing music, showing your talent and getting reward for it. sounds like you've just simplified the entire process, which I think is what most folks with busy lives want. If you can simplify my life, reduce barriers to entry and I'm having fun, I'm interested, tell me more. Um, and it sounds like you're here hitting a number of winning pieces uh, with the Jamstack technology. And, uh, and I wanted to, to talk about what that means for your current customers. And I wanted to understand some of the feedback that your current customers are giving you and even learn what your current customers enjoy most about your products. Yeah, yeah I remember um, the feeling when we shipped, uh, started shipping our first product. Um, cause I, you, you know, you talk to them as, as best you can, you, you do emails, but until they experience it, you don't actually know what people are going to enjoy most, right? There was a lot of different elements that were different. So we were like, you know, 
Uh, and it was really cool to hear for the first time. And I think one thing Jamstack is really good at doing is talking to their customers, understanding what they want. Um, and that's, we have a, you know, private uh, social groups. We've got you know, you know, a lot of surveys. I've picked up the phone a bunch of times and, and talked to customers and, and that's one of my favorite things. Um, the word that comes up the most, and again, the, the software, you know, will be launching early next year. And, um, and I know what struggles people are dealing with. On the hardware side, um, the word versatility comes up all the time. Um, some people you'll find are like obsessed with attaching it to their guitar. They just love the feeling of having audio like coming out of their body. They can just walk and kind of, and you can see like how quick that was when you pick it up. Others, that's not what, what they're interested in. They want to, you know, make a lot of content. Uh, they want to just, they don't want to just, it's all about setup time sometimes, like it's all about being able to throw in their backpack. Um, but yes, their lack of friction, the lack of headache, the lack of steps, that's, that's probably number two. So versatility, number one, being able to sound like different things and do different things with one device. Number two is how fast and frictionless and convenient it is uh, to get going. And, uh, and with the software, um, it'll again, it'll be the same thing. It's reducing friction to uh, and, and getting people to do things that they may not even consider doing because of the frictions involved of ripping something off, you know, putting it online, you know, recording it, re-uploading it, that whole thing. You've obviously dedicated a lot of time with your team to really dive deep into the user experience. That's what I'm hearing. This is what's coming back to me right now because you live it, you breathe it yourself. So you know if, if it passes at least the test on your desk, it's uh, or at least uh, through your your musical uh, instrument, your guitar, that the other folks may have a closer time enjoying it the way that you do. So I really appreciate you having a hands-on um, contribution to this project from the ground up, and that really makes a big difference. I wanted to shift the conversation a little bit uh, to talk a little bit about the business environment. Um, I know that uh, Jamstack is, is uh, growing, expanding, and um, I know there's a ton of opportunity that uh, we can definitely um, table in, in terms of support for Jamstack. Uh, you also have a ton of support around the advisory table currently with some very senior people um, in the music industry. And I want to get there at some point with whomever you can share details on. But uh, before we get there, I wanted to also talk about the bigger macro climate. I wanted to talk about Jamstack uh, still having significant pre-sales and you know, your first uh, first Jamstack unit was uh, what we would likely describe as a, a very significant success. But uh, during the financial crisis of 2008, uh, for guitar sales in the U.S., I want to talk about musical instruments. Uh, this, uh, what I'm about to quote, is from Canadian Music Trade magazine. Uh, they said during the financial crisis of 2008, uh, musical instrument sales dropped uh, to about 821 million in the U.S. But since the Great Recession back in 2009, bounced back, topping 8 billion worldwide uh, after that in 2019, and that's not including uh, sales of used instruments. Uh, and then, of course, after 2019, we had the big COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, and in 2020, guitar sales were 1.67 billion and global guitar sales topped 9.2 billion. Approximately uh, for that was about a 15% year over year increase. Now, 
it's curious uh, when folks talk about things like a pandemic or a recession, uh, there's nothing like the pandemic to really to put things in perspective. One of the things many people rediscovered during the pandemic, and that was since March 2020, is that although they have more time wasting options in the palm of their hands than ever before, um, uh, they actually got back to basics, uh, hands-on activities like playing musical instruments, they discovered it was a great way to de-stress, recharge, and reinvigorate themselves. So this is the data that I find fascinating uh, that I wanted to share back because I'm sure you're you're hearing feedback from your users of how how I'm going to use this term, but use it within context, how therapeutic it was to have Jamstack close by so they could actually have that as a release, uh, de-stressing outlet during really stressful time through the pandemic. Yeah, no, I feel good about that for sure. Um, and it is interesting to see their uh, resurgence. And I think I believe more guitars were sold during those 24 months than at any any period previously. And there's a, you know there's going to be a huge need to support the people that you know continue to stick with their instrument. I also think it's important to mention that like yes, uh, we've we've definitely optimized the Jamstack 2 as a guitar amplifier in terms of like your whole effects chain, but you know, whatever you want to plug, we have pre-order, we have customers that are violin players, synth players, even some vocalists that just want to be able to record really easily, add a bunch of delay, echo, reverb, like all those things are relevant. It doesn't matter what instrument you play. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a growing market. It's an important market. It's really playing music is really important to people and having a, you know, audio companion like the Jamstack um, kind of always with you it means that that important part of your life is just always there and it's always kind of just one one click away yeah, and that uh that ease of use really is important uh i think in the user experience not only important but vital it's different it's transformational um in terms of where you're headed uh, with jamstack in the coming uh, 12 months can you give us a, a peek into what your future looks like uh, from the business side of things yeah absolutely so 12 months, we've got the hardware launch. We've got the software launch, uh, the, sorry, the shipping uh, of the of the Jamstack 2, which I'm really excited about very soon. We've got the software uh, launching next year. Um, we've got, uh, so it's also mentioned important to mention that the hardware is a platform. So I'm not gonna give too much away about how we're gonna utilize that platform, but you know, the, uh, what we, the, the wireless technology, you know, the, the way we use Bluetooth, the, all the digital effects, the firmware, um, all that is going to be utilized other form factors. Um, next year, uh, I'd say we're going to you know, have a larger form factor uh, and potentially some other form factors as well of, of that. They all work together, of course. They all allow you to get access into the phone. They all have great sounds built in. All Again, just m reducing more and more friction points and giving people more options depending on what they're interested in. On the, on the software side, uh, in the short term, um, you know, starting to scale, um, starting to scale that, getting our, our users, um, getting their feedback, of course, like it'd be hubris to say that there's there's not going to be that process. And then near the end uh, of that period of time, um, starting to work with labels and artists to launch uh, at least elements of their music on our platform, like, you know, taking a song um, from a new album release 
Uh, this is often, this has been done many times in the past where they'll have a website link where you can download the multi-tracks to their songs. And it's a great way, well, first of all, the remixes that come out of it are always amazing. It's always super fun. It's a, it creates a lot of buzz for that artist. It creates a lot of interest in their music. And we want to do that, but in a social platform where it's, you know, effortless and doesn't require any special knowledge. So, you know, those are the, and we've got a long pipeline of features and different monetization elements that will continue past that, but that's the next 12 months. Yeah, that's, you know, you touched on something interesting uh, that I think most folks will get to know sooner rather than later. And the folks who are already doing it live and breathe it. For example, uh, the artists who benefit from the TikTok uh, usage of sampling their music, they've just seen a massive resurgence in, I'm going to use this term, it's the revenue and royalties that they receive for their music being picked up. And I think I think the direct correlation here from a business perspective for, for Jamstack is that this is also another uh, creator, a content creator a platform with some significant distinctions that will actually be a, another uh, way to, to create a, another wave of, um, of uh, usage of, of artists' music that, of course, you're, you're working with different houses to get licenses and so on, and you have 2,000, as you mentioned already. So there's a ton of opportunity here uh, for Jamstack and what we're up to. I wanted to leave you with any final thoughts uh, before we look to close off this call, and I have a couple more thoughts to share uh, finally for, for us, but any final thoughts you'd like to share with the audience on Jamstack and um, what you feel is important for them to be aware of as we head into the next three years? Um, I would say, you know, one thing it's hard to communicate, I think it's fairly easy to communicate why our products are special and interesting. I mean, cool videos do that. One thing that is a little harder to communicate is that, you know, we are mission driven. We're all musicians here at Jamstack and we're, you know, we're on a mission to reduce the friction elements that you're experiencing as a musician to uh, make those experiences more, more rich and more interesting. And yeah, I think if that is interesting to you, uh, you know, check us out and, <laughs> and, um, and yeah, we've got a lot of really fun, exciting things uh, planned in the works. It's, uh, there's a lot of uh, effort and, and barriers to making all of these ha things happen, and, but we don't compromise. Uh, on uh, the quality of the of the products that that we create, and uh, yeah, I think everyone's going to be really excited um, with the stuff that we have planned in the next few months. You know, you talked about uh, quality, and I think what's uh, a really neat segue into the quality conversation is around uh, where your your Jamstack uh, hardware is manufactured, and I'll, I'll let you say where it's manufactured in the same. Uh, same uh, environment as some pretty prominent brands. So you can probably speak on that for a couple of seconds if you'd like to share. Yeah, we were, I mean, we were really fortunate to get a partner, um, a manufacturing partner uh, of, you know, of the, of the highest class. And, and that's, there's a number of ways that happened. I mean, some of it was the excitement around the Jamstack one. I don't think that would have been an option for us, you know, coming out of, you know, out of nothing, um, but they saw the potential. And yeah, we will be manufacturing. It's the same facility that makes, you know, speakers for, for the iPhone and a lot of other great brands like, you know, Bose and Sennheiser and Sonos and all of those guys. Um, and that means, yeah, it means quality. It means, um, you know, it does a lot of work to, to work with those people because, you know, the amount of documentation and rigor that has to go in, but that's what's needed for, for the scale that we're talking about and for the kind of quality checks and that 
you know, they, they also were involved in, you know, the custom drivers that we produced and the audio tuning and, and all of that resources were available to us, which is something that a startup, um, you know, it's pretty rare for a startup to be get, get access. So I'm very, very grateful for them and for their uh, faith in, in what we're doing and taking a bit of a chance on them because their time and resources are, are valuable when they have, you know, working with these huge uh, clients. But I think they see the potential in what we're doing. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. There are a few thoughts I want to wind up our conversation with. Actually, it's a quote from Forbes, Forbes magazine, uh, where you've also been featured in an article some time ago. You were in Forbes. But uh, this new article um, talks about the, the bigger, uh, uh, tougher fiscal times that we're in right now and about consumer behavior in tough uh, economic times. The quote says this from the magazine, uh, from the article rather, it says, in tough fiscal times, consumers flock to entertainment and escapism, which means that there will always be demand for innovative products and services. Uh, also, this means that many companies are turning to digital platforms to reach their audiences, providing a significant opportunity for the creative economy, which we've talked on or touched on already. And also to conclude this thought, even in these turbulent times, creativity may in fact, it might actually spike. And according to the theory of frugal innovation, the process of developing products and services that are simple and affordable, yet still offer value, value to customers, will actually be set up for tremendous success during this part of the economic cycle, which I think Jamstack, according to our assessment at Pangea, is positioned to do so. Would love your final thoughts on that as we look to wrap up the call. Yeah, I agree. I mean, regardless of what is happening, whether you know we're in tough economic times or great economic times, um, it's music is is an entertainment is not an optional thing, right? Um, you know, the need for those things are human are deep human needs, right? It's like people are going to need food, they're going to need water, they're going to need music and entertainment. That's just a fact, and you can see how that's been true throughout history. And it is something that, you know, soothes us in, in difficult times. And, um, and it's always going to be there and it's always going to be growing and evolving. Um, and um, yeah, and that is a strength, I think, that we have for sure. Whereas, um, you know, because we're operating in a space that's, you know, that's a that is even though it's not often seen that way, it is it's a human need. I appreciate you saying that and what, uh, what a lovely sentiment to conclude this call on, that music and entertainment is a human need that nourishes the soul. Thank you, Chris, for joining us on this edition of Pangea Talk CEO Series. We'd love to have you back as we discuss the progress of Jamstack in the coming quarters. Uh, congratulations on such a tremendous contribution to the Canadian business landscape and to music and to those who love uh, and are passionate about creating change through uh, the creator economy, as well as through uh, music creation in their lives with their families and their communities. Thanks very much for joining us. We'll be in touch with you again soon. Bye-bye for now. Cheers, take care. Take care, bye-bye now.